Um, I love I love baptism nights, as uh, as you probably will too if you're a regular, um, as a part of the life of our church. And I love that we get to hear the stories from each one. Uh, to, uh, all of the stories and the testimonies were phenomenal tonight. Um, I really love Chloe's one. Um, I love that. Like I'm I'm getting baptized because I just want to see what God will do. I did, uh, he said, he said like he'd do some stuff. And I just want to see what he will do if I give my whole life to him. Don't you love that? I, lo- I love that. I think that possibly might be why Jesus, part of why Jesus said we should have a childlike kind of faith. Uh, because yes, childlike faith is simple, but also this childlike kind of faith, which, which would dictate that my curiosity of what God might do would far outweigh any fear that I might have. Any fear that I might have of standing up here and talking in front of all of you. You're scary. Like, smile, would you? You know, that's scary. And this kid comes up here, that's a lot to be afraid of. Just standing up here and, and talking in front of people, it's a lot to be afraid of. Like, like what happens if I get baptized and nothing happens, uh, etc. But don't you love that? And I think that's something that uh, children master, but most of us as adults probably forget. That in, instead of allowing this curiosity, this kind of sitting on the edge of our seats, what might God do? What could God do in me if I just gave him the chance? What might happen? And I love that we're a part of a community full of people who are like, huh, what might God do? if we just knock on the door of a high school and see if we can just encourage their young people just for a little bit. What might God do? And literally that's how the revolution tour started. (laughs) It was just that. What might God do if we just put some students on the road and said, go and do your thing in high schools and encourage a generation of young people? No one knew what they were doing 12, 13 years ago. Sometimes we still don't. But I, I, I love that. What might we, what, what might God do? And I think sometimes as we get older, as we grow up, and kind of wear growing up like a badge of honor sometimes, uh, sometimes we lose this curiosity and we begin to take into account the many things that we perhaps should take into account. But I don't have the money. But what if it doesn't work? But what if I step out in God? What if I make this decision and I fall flat on my face? And I get it, those are reasonable things. But if we don't arrest these reasonable things, they quickly become fears that take hold of us and paralyze us, right? Sure, we should be wise with our finances. We 100%. We should be wise in making those decisions. We should be wise in our relationships. But we also should have this, I'm standing on the edge, and I'm so excited what might happen if today I took another step of faith. And so there's these words that we hear in the Bible a, a, a few times, and um, and I'm just going to pull out this phrase that we hear. We hear it in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And I, it's, it's just a couple of words. It's four words. I should have counted before now. It's just four words. And those four words are, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Because I think uh, life situations can shut down dreams um, or visions or hopes 
but most of the time it just comes down to a fear because life is life and it happens to all of us, but it's a fear that might shut down the dream. And in Jesus' name, I really believe that tonight, even as you heard the testimonies, that that kind of would awaken in you again, that, oh my gosh, yes, what if I do take a step of faith? What if, I mean, if Callum can do it, so can I, right? If, if these teenagers can do it, so can I. This is incredible. And so I really, I, that's what I'm believing is going to happen in the next 20 minutes in Jesus' name. Yeah? Awesome. And so this phrase, do not be afraid. Come on, say it. Do not be afraid. Turn to the person next to you. Do not be afraid. And on the other side of you, do not be afraid. And behind you, do not be afraid. And then to me, to me, do not be afraid. That's right. Do not be afraid. Those are the words that God spoke to Abraham before he gave Abraham the, uh, Abraham the promise that he was going to be the father of many nations. He said, I will be your shield and your great reward. Do not be afraid. It's what he said to Joshua as he took over his predecessor. There's some big shoes to fill, Moses, right? And he said, uh, be, of good, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid or dismayed, for I, the Lord, am with you. The disciples are in a boat, and the storm is raging, and they're freaking out. And Jesus is just casually walking on the water in the storm. Hey, guys. And, and the disciples are freaking out because is that a ghost? And Jesus says, do not be afraid. And then in Mark chapter 5, where we're going to land tonight, there is the story of Jairus. And if you go into the Word of God in Mark chapter 5, here is where we will land. And he says, he says to Jairus these words, he says, do not be afraid, just believe. And I love that he says, do not be afraid, just believe, like only believe. Uh, not do not be afraid and believe, but do not be afraid, just, just believe, just believe only believe. That's just only believe. And I don't know if you know what the dictionary definition of believe is. It's, it's easy enough to just look up. But what I do know is that uh, believe is not an adjective. It's not like a descriptive thing. What it is is a verb. It's a doing thing, right? So you know what you believe, not by what you say, by, but by what you do. Yes? So most of the time, people shouldn't really ask you what you believe. Your actions and your life should tell them. Most of the time. And so this is, he just says, do not be afraid, just believe. Come on, do not be afraid, but now show with some of your actions. Do not be afraid, but now take a step of faith. Do not be afraid, but come on, lean in again. Come on, hope again. Come on, trust again. Look up again. Forgive again. Love again. Try again. Come on, do not be afraid. Sure, there are many reasons why we could be afraid, but do not be afraid. So we're going to go. Uh, we're going to go and start in verse 21 of Mark and chapter five, because there is this tension of fear and faith, and that's a it's a it's a real thing for sure. But tonight, what I would like to do is just pull out three things, just really quickly, about what faith looks like. And so maybe tomorrow, when we leave this place. Uh, no, we'll leave this place tonight. <laughs> but tomorrow when we go to work 
or school or, our, 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 you know, if you are a, a homemaker, if you're at home, I pray that this will somehow apply and land and hit the ground because otherwise belief just looks like this. It doesn't look good. No one wants to, no one wants to hang out with you like that, right? People think you should be in private if you're looking like that. Yeah? But that belief would be actually something, faith would be something that would land on the ground and we'd be able to walk and have momentum. Okay, Mark chapter 5 and verse 21. Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then the leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Here's the first thing faith does. Well, one of the things faith does is that faith asks. Faith asks. So Jesus was on a boat going to the other side of the lake, and large crowds followed him. Do you know many, 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 many people, many people saw Jesus. Fewer actually met him. Fewer still actually talked to him. And what I would like to say tonight is that there are several many peoples in this room. Which one do you want to be? It's really easy to just be sitting in our seats and be the crowd that followed Jesus but not actually meet him. How many people in that crowd would have had needs? How many people in that crowd would have had needs possibly more urgent than Jairus? But it seems to me that only one person asked. It seems to me Jairus is, oh, look, there's Jesus. Excuse me. Tell me, I wonder how many of us come into a space like this and Jesus is here and he's moving and we hear the testimonies tonight and you've got need, but the fear keeps you silent. But the fear of what if he doesn't answer? What if come Monday nothing happens? That's how you know fear is now being a rudder for your life. Because faith will always ask, fear will silence. Come on, where, where were you during worship 15 minutes ago? Were you part of the large crowd watching? Or were you Jairus pleading fervently, faith enough to ask, faith enough to ask, faith enough to open your mouth? Can I just say this? Look, you got nothing to lose. Look, and also to be quite honest, you might ask and then things don't get better. But if you don't ask, they never will. Sometimes life is just choose your pain. And I love, I love that Jairus chose, I'm just going to risk it. I'm going to risk it. What will, Jesus might... Verse 24, Jesus went with him. Those are four really encouraging words. There's a whole crowd there. Jairus asks, Jesus leaves the crowd. 
he leaves the whole crowd and says, yeah, sure thing, Jairus, I'll come with you. I'll go and help you out. Do you know what might happen if you ask? Jesus might just go with you. <laughs> Jesus might just leave the 99 just for you. If you, if, if you ask, come on, faith will ask. And tonight, here's what I want to say. Every person in this room, you have access to ask. There's no one here who's disqualified from asking Jesus for help. There is no one in this room whose voice will not be heard by heaven when you open your mouth and say, Jesus, I need you. Without exception, because that is our God. That is the God that we serve. So if you're here tonight, Darby, get up here quick. He's the keyboard player. If you're here tonight and you, you know that you need Jesus or you need him to move in your life, all you need to do is ask. And in Jesus' name, you will begin to watch heaven unfold in your life. So that if you're writing notes, number one, faith asks. We're jumping right now. Um, to verse 35. And the context is what happens is Jesus was walking with Jairus and while he was doing that, um, he was interrupted by a woman who was also ill and she touched Jesus and Jesus stopped in his tracks and she was healed instantly. And it, in, 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 the, in the context of Jairus, it delayed Jesus getting to Jairus's sick daughter. But in that whole time of what was happening, while Jesus was on the way, to make good on, on, on the ask, Jairus' daughter died. And Jairus is standing there while another person is being healed by Jesus. And there's people whispering to him saying, look, Jairus, don't even bother Jesus anymore. Don't bother him because your daughter's dead. What you should do now is you should go home and you should take care of your household of your family, don't bother. And I, I, I can't imagine what that must have felt like, but Jesus, you said, not only did you say, but you were walking with me. We were on the way. And then someone else gets the miracle that I, I've been praying for, I've been hoping for, I asked you for, and you said you would do it, and now my daughter is dead. You know, the second thing that faith does is faith forgives. To forgive the Greek word that is used, the definition means is to give completely, to leave, to go away from one place in order to get to another. To forgive is to go and to leave something behind. And I wonder straight away, the potential bitterness, the potential disappointment, the hurt that Jesus, you said, you showed me. But what Jairus doesn't know is the end from the beginning. 
What Jairus doesn't know is that Jesus has a plan. What he knows in this moment is Jesus said, but now I'm disappointed. And tonight, I think some of us are running towards our healing, but we haven't forgiven. And so we just stuck in this place. I often think of forgiveness like this in the context of my own story, which most of you will know that I, I grew up in a home that was um, abusive. And so from my father, I learned lessons of rejection. I learned lessons of worthlessness. I learned lessons of I'm not enough. Do you know if I didn't learn to forgive my father, today he would still be writing those lessons onto my life. If I didn't release, if I didn't, if I didn't go away from that position, if I didn't leave it behind so I can get somewhere else, because I gotta get to my healing. I've gotta get to my purpose. I've gotta get to the miracle. But I'm here and I'm hurt by what's gone on. If I don't leave this place, I'm not gonna get to the healing. If I don't leave this place completely. And so what I've learned is that forgiveness is more about me saying my past will no longer write those lessons on my present or my future. Forgiveness is saying, I let it go. I, I, I'm literally letting go of the power that you have, that anyone has, any situation or any person to write lessons onto my life other than God. And so Jairus has this decision Who's gonna write the rest of this story? How is this story gonna end? For some of us, we need to forgive a process because your miracle's waiting for you. We never realized that the death of a dream was part of the process. We never realized that the struggle and the hurt, it was part of the process. And we don't understand, but it's okay. I've learned I never have to understand. My only job is to just trust. Because most of the time, my brain's not big enough. And I just, I can't get what God is doing. But I know that if I trust, that's what I've learned in the 18 years of knowing Jesus, if I just believe. He's gonna, he's gonna take me on a path towards my healing. And so tonight, I wanna encourage some of us who have been offended, who have been hurt by, the, by people or a process. Come on, you need to forgive. It doesn't justify what anyone has done to you, no. But what it does is it means that you now can say, okay, God, you write the rest of the story. You know, when I did that, when I was younger, I remember being a part of the church community. And I remember Pastor Wayne and Libby are not here, they're visiting family in South Africa. I remember as a teenager, Pastor Wayne, I was serving in the youth music team and Pastor Wayne says, uh, as he walks past, he says to me, hello, princess. And I went, no one's ever called me that before. I didn't have a dad that called me that. 
But in that moment, because I had forgiven my dad, I was able to say, yes, that's a part of my story. Yes, that's a part of my story. When someone opened the door, when Pastor Jordan opened the door for me and put a microphone in my hand and said, go on then, talk. I thought, oh, no one's opened the door for me like that before. That can unwrite lessons of rejection. That can unwrite some things. And now, God, I see you're writing something new. How, how much I would have said no because, for, because unforgiveness, offense, had just held me in this place of hurt. And so tonight I pray that you would forgive because that's what faith does. Faith says I'll forgive because I know God's got something better for me. I know God's got something better for me. And lastly, team, you can come back on. Verse 36 says, is what Jesus says. Jesus overheard all of the people saying that Jairus shouldn't trouble Jesus. Jesus overheard and said to Jairus, don't be afraid. Just have faith. Just believe. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of Jairus, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. He went inside and said, why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. He's, she's only asleep. Verse 41, Jesus holding the little girl's hand, he said to her, Talitha kaum, which means little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around and they were overwhelmed and totally amazed. The final thing I wanna share tonight, faith asks, faith forgives, and faith follows. So Jairus, he has a choice. And Jesus says to him, Jesus just looks at him and says, don't. Don't be afraid. Come on, don't let, don't let those whispers take hold of your heart. Don't let those whispers take hold of your hope. Don't let those whispers drown the dream. And Jairus just takes one step after another as Jesus goes and he follows. I have many Many heroes in the faith. But most of the time, I am in admiration of people who just follow. People who just have the ability, one step in front of the other. One step. I don't know how this is going to turn out. One step in front of the other. Tomorrow, Monday, what is the one step? Perhaps it is to forgive, perhaps it is to ask, perhaps it is to walk next door and actually find out the name of your neighbors and you know, do the whole love your neighbor thing, starting with your actual neighbor. That's one of the things I'm going to do because my neighbors keep bringing over bucket loads of Fijawas and pears and chilies, they're amazing. And I, you know, I say, oh, thank you. And then I said, I really take the opportunity to love my neighbors. 
give, give them something, something nice in return. But I pray that your faith would hit the floor tomorrow and it would follow that it would follow to a place of kindness, it would follow to a place of love, it would follow to a place of expression. I think sometimes, we, I think we need to understand that it's really easy to agree on Sunday, not so easy to action on Monday, right? How many of us, I totally agree with the forgiveness thing. Such a good idea. Not so keen to do it. I totally agree with the, you know, tithing and the giving thing. What a phenomenal, open heavens. Fantastic. Not sure if I actually want to do that though. But I, I pray that we would have agreement and action. Yes. Yes, I agree. What a grand idea, Faith. Tomorrow, I might just take a step. Tomorrow, I might just... Take a step. Why don't you stand?